0: Well, hello there, and welcome back into the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. My name is Sam Hind, and I want to start off by talking to you about what this podcast is for. We specialize in the direct selling industry. My husband, Greg, and I are extraordinarily passionate about what this industry does for hundreds of thousands, if not millions of individuals all across the globe every single day. The reason we wanted to start this podcast was because we wanted to not only spread the message and the stories of what incredible companies and individuals in this industry have done over the years, the stories that date back decades, from companies that have started from literally nothing to being unbelievable companies today that are changing hundreds of thousands of lives every single moment of every single day, to leaders who have gone through adversity and challenge and come out with unbelievable stories to share share with you. And also those that are the underdogs, people that thought maybe they didn't have what it took. And they've shown everybody, including themselves, just how wrong they were. But the other thing that we're here to do is help you to grow your direct selling business. Whether you're thinking of entering into the industry and you want to know, you know, is this industry safe? Is having a business in this space going to really be a place for me? Or maybe you're somebody who's been in the industry for a long time and you've been wondering, how do I grow my business and take it to the next level? Maybe you feel stuck, challenged, or you're just looking for some inspiration. Or perhaps you're a really clever individual who's looking to gain some wisdom and advice from those that have gone before you. Well, if any of those sound like you, then you are in the right place. This podcast was built and created for you to help you be the best that you can, utilizing this incredible industry for all that it is. And today I'm going to be introducing you to an amazing individual, Greg Provenzano, who is the president and co-founder of ACN Incorporated. Greg was one of four founders who originally started ACN 30 years ago. Just this year, they celebrated their 30th anniversary. And when I was chatting with Greg about being a guest on this podcast, one of the things that he said to me was, if anybody can start from nothing, if we could start from nothing, anybody else can do that too. And become amazingly successful just like our company has. Greg shares in this episode, in this interview that I conducted with him, all about that starting point, what it looked like for ACN and how they came to start this amazing company and where they are today. He also shares a lot of incredible wisdom and some laughs along the way of what that looked like for them. Greg has been a leader. He has been an inspiration to thousands and thousands of people, which has led to their company today, not only being one of the most successful direct selling companies, but they're now in over 27 countries and over four continents around the globe, all starting from a living room, from somebody's apartment. So I know that you're going to really appreciate this story, but most importantly, I want you to listen to the little bits on the in-between. Greg shares a lot of wisdom in this episode that I know can help absolutely anybody, whether you are starting out, whether you haven't even made a decision to start out yet, and you just want to know what that might look like for you, or Whether you've been in this industry for a really long time and you want advice, support, help, and maybe inspiration to take your business to the next level, this is going to be a really powerful episode for you. Don't forget, of course, to share this episode with anybody else that you think might be inspired by this story. And thank you again for tuning in. And so with no further ado, I'm going to encourage you to grab out your pen and paper because Greg drops a load of golden nuggets along the way. Get your cup of tea or coffee and enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. I am so excited to be joined today by Greg Provenzano. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule, Greg, to join us for a chat today about ACN, the history of ACN, and your story.
1: Sam, thank you very much. It's an honour to be here, actually, and uh... I've been looking forward to doing this ever since you asked, so I'm looking forward to having a great conversation with you.
0: Uh, Well, we had the absolute honour and pleasure of being able to meet you and some of the other founders and, of course, much of the ACN family in person in Fort Worth uh, a couple of months ago. And uh, first of all, congratulations on uh, the anniversary of ACN, 30 years. What an amazing accomplishment. Um, It's, you know, well done,
1: I can't even believe that that came out of your mouth, <laughs> but it's <laughs> the truth. We have been doing this for 30 years mm-hmm. and uh, it has been an amazing ride and uh, we are very grateful for what ACN has become, but, yeah. uh, you know, we have a lot of things in store for us uh, in the future and we believe that, you know, the first 30 years we just laying the groundwork for where we want to go, yeah. but we're grateful for what happened for sure um, and uh, we're excited about what's about to happen as well.
0: Well, I'm really excited to hear a bit more about it, and I had the uh, the honor and privilege of hearing just a little bit of your story at your Elevate Convention in Fort Worth. But so we're going to talk a little bit about some of that today, and uh, and there have been many laughs along the way as well as challenges, as you know would be expected with starting a company. But you guys are doing some unbelievable things um, that, of course, you should be extraordinarily proud of. So I'm really excited to hear about them today. But before we get into all of that. I want to hear a little bit about you. You've got five beautiful grandkids under five now, so you're in a whole new season of life, Greg.
1: I am in an amazing season of life. This has been the the, the, the most wonderful time for us, for my wife and I. Sherry and I have been married for almost 42 years
0: Congratulations. now.
1: Congratulations. Uh, yeah, we met in high school, um, and um, she's put up with me for so long, uh, building a business, and at the same time, Uh, growing a successful family. She's predominantly the reason for that as I traveled for so many years. But Sherry's a great lady. And uh, you're right. And we now have five grandkids from our three children. Uh, They all live locally. So uh, we're able to see them quite often. In fact, my uh, second youngest uh, grandson is here right now as we're doing this broadcast. So uh, it's an exciting time for us and we're grateful for what's happened to our family.
0: Yeah, it's really amazing what this industry enables us to be able to do. And, and you know, congratulations on 42 years of marriage. I think I need to take some advice from you for sure. That's a, <laughs> an amazing accomplishment just in itself. But, um, you know, also really great that you've got the kids so local. And I mm-hmm. I understand that you're a bit of a a... a an avid cook chef and there's a cannoli situation that you like to get a little bit involved in, uh, with your family. Yes, I, I do have some,
1: <laughs> some. How in the world did you find out about uh, the cannoli?
0: Uh, look, I don't know, but I'm sure our listeners want to hear all about this cause I sure do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. This is a tradition that uh, my mom and dad started and, uh, we used to help them. And now, uh, we've passed this tradition during Christmas where uh, we make the actual cannolis from scratch, we make the shells. uh, So we make the dough, we fry the dough around the the dolls to make the little cannoli shells. And then we also make the cream from scratch as well. And uh, in our neighborhood, uh, we've been in this neighborhood now for 25 years, we moved from Detroit where I grew up from. Mm -hmm. And uh, we now live in the Charlotte, North Carolina area. And our neighbors have come to expect these at Christmas. And so <laughs> this past year, yeah, this past year, we made over 600 shells. Oh, my believe gosh. Or not.
0: Okay. And yeah. you're wondering how I heard about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and they all come over to pick up their kits. We give them a kit. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we also give them a Christmas drink. I actually think they're coming over for the drink more so than the cannolis. It's just an excuse for all of us to get together. Yeah, I love but it. it's, just a, it's just a lot of fun.
0: Wow, that's really special. How long does it take you to make 600 cannolis?
1: Uh, about five hours.
0: Wow, that's pretty impressive. You've got a production line going in the family, I imagine.
1: Huge. Yeah, all my kids know exactly what to do. Now the grandkids are rolling a dough and wow. cutting the circles. It's Quite exciting, yeah, actually.
0: Yeah, and it won't be long. You'll have the great-grandkids in there too. It's <laughs> oh,
1: oh, well, they, they dig in as soon as we can get them in there.
0: Yeah, I'll bet. I'll bet they do. Um, well, look, Greg, uh, I'm really keen to hear the, the the story from the beginning. You know, again, we see ACN now 30 years on. How did you and your partners come to start ACN? What did that even look like and how did that decision formulate you know what what did that look like what did those those first days look like for you guys
1: yeah it was uh it was quite an interesting time uh a time of huge risk but it was something that uh, was brought upon out of necessity as opposed to something that we thought about doing for a while in fact to give you an example of that uh sam uh myself and the other co-founders did not know each other for three months before we started the before we started yeah. ACN. Okay. Yeah. We met through a mutual friend, uh, through Debbie Davis, actually, who's one of our senior vice presidents. Yes. I uh, she Debbie. introduced I all of us together. Yeah. Debbie's a great lady. And, um, uh, you know, we got together at another company, but that other company was virtually going out of business. They were going bankrupt. And so we had to do something. And then we, we searched high and low to find another company that we could all collectively put our efforts together. Mm -hmm. But after all that due diligence that we did in 1992, there was not one other company that we felt good enough uh, to work with and also bring all of our people to. Uh, And so that's when we got the real wild idea of starting our own company. And that was in the fall of 1992. And uh, we came together and uh, we Really, uh, I mean, I had I had nine and a half years of uh, notes and and VHS tapes and audio cassettes, you know, back then that we all that and they brought all their stuff from from different companies that they represented, and we put everything out on the table, and we made a list, a list of things, and we put it on a piece of paper, and this was our business plan actually. Uh, we put it on a on a, a legal pad of paper. We listed everything on one side that we felt that would not work in network marketing based on our experiences. And on the other side, we listed everything that we knew that would work. Mm -hmm. And our business plan was that simple. We ripped that page in half. We threw away everything that we knew that did not work or would not work in a company based upon what we did in the past. And we implemented just about everything on the other side of the page that we knew that would work. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why we've been around for thirty years. It was just that simple,
0: wow, you know, I'm really fascinated about how you come together with uh numerous partners. It wasn't just two people you there are uh what four of you guys. Mm-hmm. And you yes. have been together for 30 years. It's It sort of didn't start with four and it's ended with three or you've separated into two mm-hmm. or anything like that. You guys have stuck together for all this time and you've just told me that you didn't know each other for three months before starting this company. That's correct. What's the secret <laughs> to a successful partnership like that?
1: Well, it's a miracle in and of itself, mm-hmm. you know, when you think about it, you know, it's a miracle for two people to stay together for, for 30
0: Absolutely. years. Absolutely. Most, you know, the marriages don't last yeah. that long.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, you know, from the outside looking in, right. It looks like everything is perfect. Right. Just like, you know, in a marriage. Right. You looks it looks like the, the couple are so in love, but you know what I mean? Behind closed doors, it may be a totally different story. Well, with us, um, is it's a very unique uh, setup, actually, because um we really do enjoy being around each other we're friends now it doesn't mean that every day we agree on everything it doesn't mean that at all yes we fight behind closed doors and we've had some pretty tough board meetings over the last 30 years i'm sure you can imagine yeah. but uh, at the end of the day we always had the big picture in mind you know mm. and and one of the greatest assets that we have as a, with our company anyway is Um, Not one of us, uh, Robert Stepanovsky, Mike Kupas, Tony Kupas and myself, not one of us has an unhealthy ego. And that's pretty rare. Like we we never really cared about titles, who had the biggest office. Uh, None of that stuff mattered to us. The only thing that mattered actually was wanting something to work initially for our families because we needed something to work. Mm. And then wanting something to work for the flood of people that were going to be a part of ACN. And we just wanted to do it right. We wanted to establish a solid foundation. We wanted to attract the right kind of people. Um, And I think that, uh, you know, we had loftier goals, even in the beginning, than just serving our own interests. And I think that that has served the company well.
0: Yeah. And just really quickly, for our listeners who don't know what ACN is, can you give a, a broad description of your company, how it works, what your services are, just uh, so that our listeners yeah. are, you know, aware of the the beautiful model that is ACN?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We're a direct selling company and uh, we market essential services that people need want and use every single day. So we don't have any product. We don't have any deliverables. This is all a service related business such. So we, we, we have a uh, uh, telephone service, internet service. We have uh, home security. We have gas, electricity. We have a health sharing opportunity. We have a travel uh, opportunity. And so these are things where you don't have to change anyone's buying habits People are already spending the money on all of these areas already. Mm -hmm. We just showed them how to redirect that spending, provide better value for them, generate revenue for ACN, which in turn generates a residual income for all of the independent business owners that we have. Mm -hmm. And so it's a win for everybody. The consumer wins, ACN wins, the IBO wins. uh, And that's why our story is not only simple, but it's really received very well. From the masses because it just makes sense.
0: Yeah, amazing. And just coming back to those first days when you had that legal pad and that that piece of paper where you wrote out, you know, what would work, what wouldn't work and where you wanted to go, if you were able to see in 30 years into the future and, and look at where you are now... Would you have been surprised? Would it have been exactly what you were expecting? You know, what what would your reaction have been to have been able to see 30 years on what ACN looks like in those early days? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Where we're at today, Sam, um, has blown us away, you know, for many, many years actually. I mean, like I said, we started from very primitive beginnings and the the business plan was an example. Uh, And I can give you you know, so many other stories about, you know, how we began. But, uh, you know, we again, we just wanted something to work for our families initially. And then in turn, we knew that if we established the right criteria, the culture, always giving back to people that help build ACN, that we would attract the right kind of people to help build the business. But in turn, change people's lives because they can build a company within a company based upon our structure. Mm -hmm. And that's what that's what's happened. Uh, And so, uh, to think that uh, we would have been this big back 30 years ago, it wasn't even in our thought process. We knew that we were going to be great. We knew that we had something very special and very spectacular. Uh, but to be this big uh, in the you know when we first began, it wasn't even our thought process.
0: Yeah. And it's really amazing, you know. Again, we've had the opportunity to see uh, a, a portion of your field in person, and that passion they have. But it's it's you've developed quite an amazing culture between uh, all of the partners mm. that has really filtered down, and you can you really sense that when you're at an event with all of you, or when you're speaking to any of your field. And it's quite a, a beautiful thing, you know. If, yeah. if you were to to I guess summarize what it is about ACN why is it that you believe that 30 years on you guys are still not just here but you are going strong and you're growing
1: there's actually a number of reasons but um I think that the main overarching reason why we're here and so many other companies started and just fell off is that we're a very principle-based company Mm -hmm. and uh very early on, Sam, we, we just said that we're, we're not going to compromise who we are and what we stand for. We're just not going to do it. It's not worth it to us. Uh, you know, we're, we, we just think at a higher level. We think long term. It wasn't just about getting in and getting out uh, and, and making a quick hit. It never was about that. Uh, and when you have long term thinking, as we did even 30 years ago, you tend to make better decisions. you don't don't make decisions that are best for you today. You always got to think, you know, five years down the road, 10 years down the road, how will this impact all of the people that are a part of ACN? Because it's not just the four guys anymore, right? It's not just the four guys in our families, right? Just a small piece. But every leader and their people, they depend on ACN. They want to build a company within a company. They they want to acquire customers and developers and, and create a residual income for their families. And that's what we've created. We've created that culture and that environment. Uh, but to answer your question, I just think that we're very, we're a very sound company because we've never compromised who we are. And, and I can give you a real quick example of that. We had a guy on the West Coast uh, in the very early days of ACN. I'll never forget this. Um, and he was very, very good at what he did. And we attracted him. We were we started in Michigan. He was all the way and uh, on the West Coast. I don't want to get too specific because I don't want to you know name him out. But he um, he started doing things that were not in anyone's best interest but himself. Mm-hmm. And it was it was detrimental to the way that we wanted our company to be operated and it was going to counter culturally with what who we were and so i called him up uh and i said listen you know we're hearing some things in the marketplace today um we need you to stop when this is the way we want you to market this is the way we want you to build we want you to attract the right kind of people the right way and he said okay 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 um then we heard it again after about 60 days well this time i didn't just have a conversation with him. I told him to fly all the way to Detroit where our office, suburb of Detroit, where our office was come in and I wanted to talk to him. Now, listen, he became one. He was at that point, one third of ACN's business. volume. Wow. Him and his entire organization. He was a, he was a big time producer. Mm-hmm. So I said, listen, you may think that we're going to turn a blind eye because of all the business that you're doing, but I'm telling you who you're in business with. It doesn't matter how much you do. If you don't do it the right way, you're going to have to go do it somewhere else. And so he knew we were serious. So knew we were serious. So he goes back uh, over to the West Coast, stays in line for a couple months. And sure enough, he just can't help himself. And we terminated him. Mm -hmm. And we terminated a guy that was one third of our business volume then. And that was not an easy thing to do, uh, especially when we needed the business. You know, you can imagine being a startup company. You need every dollar coming in the door that you can get. But again, we made those tough decisions early on. Uh, and let me tell you what that did. It not only helped our company's culture, but it sent a shockwave of confidence to all the other leaders that were in ACN at the time that they're with a company that follows through with what they said that they were going to do. And I think that when when you establish that type of um. Uh, mindset within your organization, it is solid. It's solid at the top. It's solid from the co-founders on down and our leaders know it. They can feel it. They can trust us. Uh, Not that we don't make any mistakes because we do. We make mistakes every single day. We're just a company that makes it right because we really do want the best for people.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a really powerful story. And you know, we, we've all seen many instances, I think, where where companies in this industry perhaps haven't uh, you know, had the the confidence or guts, I suppose, to make decisions like that. So, you know, it's it's amazing that you you have done that. And I think yeah. that's you know a really powerful way for establishing culture. You know, one of the things I was gonna ask you, you sort of answered that in a little way, but I'm sure that you've got some other stories around this. You know, a lot of people see the success story. They see the, you know, what's going great. What they don't understand is whenever any business starts and it starts from small things, you know, I'm sure you guys were in a lounge room somewhere. What did that even look like? Where where were your, what was your HQ like in those early days, Greg?
1: Oh, my goodness. (laughs) We were in, we started off on the eighth floor of a building, and then we expanded down the hallway on the eighth floor, and then it went down to the seventh or sixth floor—I forget which. And we, we were just piecemealing everything. Wow. We had a total of about fifteen hundred square feet, and uh, our distribution system, our distribution center, if you will, where we where we we had a, we had kits in the beginning, where you when people joined our company, we sent them out some materials. It mm-hmm. was it was videotapes and audio tapes and leaflets and flyers and all the things that we used to do. We used to send that out. That was in a closet. uh, And that was in the same room where some of our data entry people were. Uh, Our executive office was an office about half the size of my, I'm in my home office right now It was about half the size of my home office here. And uh, when I had an appointment I would take out my nameplate out of the drawer. You know, nameplates were big back then, 30 years ago. I took my nameplate out, put it on the desk, and that was my office for the day when I had somebody going to tell them all about ACN. When I was done, I put my nameplate in the desk. Mike, when he had an appointment, he brought his out. Uh, and it was just that, that type of scenario. But we just made it happen, and people understood it. Uh, and, uh, it was, it was the story about what we were going to be, not who we were at the time. I think that uh, sold really well. And especially when, when you actually get the results of the picture that you're trying to paint in the beginning, that makes a big difference.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Was there ever a time where you knew without a doubt that the company was going to be the success that we see today?
1: Yeah, I'm not so sure if there was a specific time, but I, I, I can tell you something that, that, uh, that solidified the company. Maybe that's what you're asking. Um, you know, we originally were in the long-distance business. That was the only business that we had, uh, and it only represented about $15 a month per household. That's all most people were spending on their long-distance bill. Mm-hmm. And um, – We were marketing for a small regional carrier out of Ohio. They wanted, uh, we, I'll never forget, we went there and said, we want to be your marketing arm to acquire customers. Uh, And, you know, they had other marketers that were acquiring customers for them at the time that they were paying upfront money for the customers. And we told them that we don't want any upfront money, none, which kind of blew them away. Uh, because who who doesn't want customers coming in the door without paying for them first, mm. right? So it sold really well to them. But here's what we told them. We said, listen, the only thing that we want in exchange for that is we want a residual income for as long as those customers remain a customer that we bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And that's what they did. Uh, and so the second thing that we asked them Is that if they ever sold their company, that we would get a piece of that sale for the volume of business that we brought to their table. So no harm, no foul. If we didn't produce, they weren't out of dime and they were a publicly traded company. And uh, and so who's going to say no to that? It was a no risk scenario. And so uh, they signed the agreement. And we became their strongest marketer of their long distance phone service. In fact, we and within the first five years, we did over three hundred million dollars of business for that company. Yeah, and uh, uh, as things would have it, uh, there was a lot of consolidation going on in the telecommunications business back then. They got bought, and they got bought. I think the figure was four point four billion dollars, and they sent us a check. For about eighty million of it. Wow! Uh, and you can imagine now. Think about this: a few guys from Detroit, Michigan. Uh, five years into the deal, you get an eighty million dollar check. And so, yeah, there might have been a few
0: high fives going on that day.
1: You <laughs> know what I mean? That was a good day. Yeah. But then you have to make some decisions, right? Do you follow through with what you said you were going to do, or? Was that a good run? Mm. Well, you obviously know what we did. Yeah, We took the majority of the money and I mean the majority of it and we rolled it back into ACN and that really helped us to uh, solidify the company. Uh, We expanded uh, on a a really huge scale at that time. We went international uh, and uh, we just attracted so many great people to help bring us to where we're at today.
0: Yeah, amazing. And you you mentioned before, Greg, that principles are a really big part of ACN. They're a big part of why you're still here today. And I know that you personally are a really big believer in principles. Do I really want to talk through this process because it's it's really quite fascinating um i know uh, you had an amazing speaker andy andrews came as well to um uh the elevate conference um w- you know who is also you know all very much uh principles based in his presentations do you want to talk a little bit about um you know what um why principles are important why they're important to you and and what exactly do you mean by principles Big question.
1: Interesting question. It really is an interesting question. It's 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 so vast. Mm. Um, You know, I I just believe that you need to establish a solid foundation for anything that you do. Um, Without without a solid foundation, it's going to if it's going to come crumbling down. If uh, if you don't have other people's interests um, at heart more so than your own. I believe you're destined to fail. Mm-hmm. I really do. Um, so we 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 put in foundational Christian principles into our into our company. Uh, just just simple things like treat people that you want to, uh, the, the way that you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. You know how simple is that, and yet it's it's contrary to the way society works today. Yeah. You know everybody yeah. is about me, me, me. I, 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 what can I get at everybody else's expense. And they'll win for a short term. They'll get away. They'll get away with it for a week or a month or maybe even a year. But it'll catch up to them. And uh, it's just not worth it to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just financially. I'm just talking about personally. You know, I just I want to I want to lay my head down on a pillow and know that we treated people well. Maybe they didn't. Maybe some people didn't make it. And I can tell you a lot of them don't make it because they don't want to work. But I can't help that, right? I I only can provide hope and opportunity in an environment to win. And so these principles are very, very, they're they're serious to us. Mm -hmm. You know, one of those principles is never compromise who you are. Never compromise what you stand for. Those are very, very serious things because it's so easy to chase. It's so easy to, to be enticed. Uh, and if if you do that, it it's, it just turns out to be a disaster. I, I learned a long time ago the greatest distance between uh, uh, where you want to go from where you're at is a shortcut. Right? It, it's the shortcuts don't turn out to be what you want to have happen for yourself and for your company. It just doesn't. So I would just encourage anybody to listen that's listening to this to always think long term. Mm. Don't think about today. Don't think about do you have to be concerned about today? Yes. You got to be concerned about tomorrow. Yes. But just like when you ride a bike, you know, if, if you look at your wheel, right, you're going to you're going to hit something. Right. But if you look down the road, you're going to stay on the straight and narrow and you're not going to be distracted so much about the things that are in your peripheral vision. So I would just I would just encourage everyone to have that long-term mindset, to think about the next five years, 10 years, where you want to go, and you will navigate all your efforts towards that direction. Yeah.
0: You know, as, as you say that, I know one of the big challenges over the last few years has, I really believe, I've seen people drawing their, um, their vision, their sight, inwards you know to what's going on right in front of them right now i i don't see as many people um and i I don't know about you this is a personal observation i'd be keen to know what what you're observing going on but that long-term thinking seems to have really shortened over the last few years and, you know, for those that are worried about what's right in front of them right now, you know, the even just the finances this week and the making the decisions this week to get through this week, how, yeah. what advice would you offer to those people right now to change that thought process and that thinking to go, to yeah. to move back to a long-term plan?
1: Yeah. You know what I found? um, yeah, I well, let me let me backtrack a little bit. I grew up in the inner city of Detroit, um, and uh, look, it was during the '60s. You know, I'm 63 years old. I was born in the '60s, so in the '60s and the '70s, in the in the inner city of Detroit it was not very pleasant. Um, and I could tell you horror stories about you know what I've seen, what I experienced. Um, and I can tell you that, and, and this holds true today. That most people that live in dysfunction, they no longer notice that it's dysfunctional. Mm. It's just the way that it is. And until you have a, a higher perspective to see really what's going on, that's what I'm talking about, long-term vision. Mm. You'll never recognize the dysfunction. And so today, you talk about the economy, you talk about where people are at today. Um, I honestly don't know what people are going to do that are just relying on employment. You know, I really don't. I mean, I, I, look, I'm, I'm, I'm quite odd in this regard. I love to go grocery shopping.
0: No, I'm <laughs> with do. you. I enjoy
1: I, grocery shopping. So. <laughs> I, I do most of the grocery shopping in the house. I, I, just, I just love to go. <laughs> and I'm blown away by the grocery bill. I'm blown away, mm-hmm. right? You, you get a little sack of something. It's sixty bucks. It's seventy bucks today. I and and every time I go, I think to myself, I don't know how people are doing it, right? I, I when I when I see when I'm in the grocery store, for example, and I see elderly people with their grocery cart. I just remember my mom, you know, again growing up in the inner city. I remember her putting stuff back, and and it. Mm-hmm. it I, I just remember the look in her eyes, just thinking. How in the world am I going to pay this? Where am I going to eat that? I remember her taking stuff out of the out of the out of the basket, and so I look. I'm looking around, and I'm, and I'm seeing these these elderly people buying these groceries, and uh, a lot of times I, I just pick up their 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 tab. I, I just can't stand it because I just see the angst. Uh, and but for the average person out there that's just relying on a W two, I mean, l- listen. There's a lot of good jobs out there and I'm not slamming jobs at all. But what I am saying is here's what I'm saying is if there was a way and this is where ACN comes in. So I'm selfishly telling my opportunity story, but I'm just telling you the truth. Okay, you you go somewhere else and look somewhere else. There's tremendous opportunities elsewhere. So I'm not I'm not just plugging ACN, but ACN's a good one. (laughs) Um, If you can start a plan B Mm -hmm. on the side where you actually can build a company within a company, Mm. or you can actually own your own business and create a residual income coming into your household every single month, Mm. where in case something happens to what you're doing on a full-time basis, that you have something going on alongside of it and you're not gonna be devastated because most people, Sam, they don't have three months of savings. They don't have it. If something happened to their job within within the first 30 days, they don't know what's going to where, where their next dollar is going to come from. Yeah. So that's what I would do. You know, I, I would I would create an insurance policy for my family, if you will. I would start something on a part time basis without question. It may be ACN and maybe not, maybe something else that you're thinking about. But my encouragement to you is whatever it is. Mm. Just do something while you have something else going on so your family's not devastated down the road because it's coming. I think there's worse days ahead for what's going on globally than better days ahead. Yeah. And we see signs of it all around. So I would just encourage you to put something in place.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's a really powerful message and I think it's the underlying fear that a lot of people have right now. Uh, and there's, you know, you you see there's, there's three things that people do. They either, um, you know, make silly decisions, which, you know, and we've all done it where you look back and you go, wow, I really wish I hadn't done that because that wasn't, Forward thinking, they stand completely still, or they make good decisions to move forward. And and this is the thing, you know, whatever that needs to be at the moment, we are in a really yeah. different time. And uh, you know, fear can do a lot to the way that people respond.
1: Yes, yes. You know, I got uh, you know a lot of friends that I golf with, and uh, you know, uh, and some of them, you know, are quite wealthy, mm-hmm. and they don't know. They don't know. Think about this. There's 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 a class of people that are looking to, to make money, right? And they don't know what to do there. But the people that have made money, they don't know what to do with it today, right? Because it, everything everything's in disarray. I mean, everything. The the global markets. The 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 uh, 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 like every. Uh, you pick up a publication today. You see something online. Um, it's very, it's, it's so rare to see a positive story today. Mm. It's so rare. You're, you're, we're, we're swimming upstream. We're fighting battles. We're, we're bombarded with so much information. People are confused and you know what confused people do? Nothing. Yeah. And they just, they wind up getting crushed. And I would just encourage everyone that's listening to this. Don't just stand there and get crushed, Right. right? Get something going, but move forward. Either you're growing or you're dying, I want you to move forward. I want you to see some light at the end of the tunnel and you can create it if you had the right mindset and the right desire to do something.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That that does bring up a great segue into my next question. I know you didn't know what that was, but well done. Um, I, I want to know what, I mean, you've seen thousands and thousands and thousands of uh, independent business owners with ACN. Uh, you know many business people, so you've seen lots of patterns. You've seen successes. You've seen failures. What, in your observation, <laughs> sets apart someone who is successful in business versus somebody who fails or or isn't successful?
1: Oh, I can. I mean, there's so many qualities, Sam. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah, I'm all for the big questions today, Greg. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. I, I get it. Um, I, okay, I'll, I'll tell you about two because uh, I think these two are, are very, very important. Yep. Here's the first thing is you have to make a decision that whatever you do, whatever you decide to do, whatever that may be, Mm -hmm. that may be for the first time in their lives, they're going to see it through and they're not going to quit. Because what I've seen is people get all excited to start. But how many of you know, it's not how you start. It's how you finish. Right. You can start a race, but nobody talks about all the people that are lined up for the race. They don't talk about everybody. Who do they talk about? The winner, right? They talk about the person that finished. They talk about the the person that paid the price, the person that sacrificed long enough and went ahead of the pack. Mm-hmm. So I would encourage you to to whatever you decide to do, whatever you plan B that you decide that you decide to implement for yourself and for your family, mm-hmm. that you see it through and you don't quit. Because here's the reality of what's going to happen to you. There's going to come a time, without question. Well, you're going to you're going to wonder whether or not you have what it takes to win. You're going to question yourself because making it in business or life or anything to go uh, to to rise above the masses is not easy. Mm -hmm. And you're going to question whether or not you have what it takes. And I'm going to tell you, most people take the path of least resistance, just like running water. They navigate towards what's easiest and when it gets hard they quit and that's the pattern that they set up for their lives that's why marriages are in such disarray today because very few people are committed to to anything you know when when the going gets tough they just go you know they you know if if you're talking about relationships and marriage right when you when you have a fight with your spouse for example right most people aren't going to put up with it they just say you know what She's not there. She got yeah, talking about the guy. She's not the person that I thought she was. And they just leave. Well, listen, I, I told you earlier, I've been married for to Sherry almost 42 years. Every day has not been a good day. Every season's not been a good. I promise you there were some times where she she looked at me and said, what is why did I marry this guy? <laughs> I mean, think, mm-hmm. look, relationships are being a business. Are, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. There's going to come a time where you're going to question. And if you're not committed, you're going to run and you're going to quit. So I would encourage you, first of all, finish whatever you start. Do something great for yourself and for your family. And here's the second thing that I, that I thought about is uh, consistency of effort. Because mm-hmm. honestly, Sam, I see people, they, they join ACN they get excited, they get excited, they think about the possibilities for themselves and for their families. uh, And they do it for two weeks. And then they and then life gets in the way. And then they start up again, and something else happens. And they, they never get their business off the ground. Yeah. And they wonder why it's not working. It's just because there's no consistency of effort. You know, you you have to do something on a consistent basis. You, the 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 airplane on the runway can't take off if the pilot's got the pedal to the metal going forward, and halfway down he pulls back. It's never going to get off. It, in fact, it's going to crash and burn at the end of the at the end of the runway. Yeah, you have to put it down. You have to sacrifice long enough. You have to pay the necessary price long before, long after you think that you need to. Yeah. And if you do that, if you make a commitment to to continually push forward every single day and to think five years down the road, 10 years down the mm-hmm. road, that's the direction you're going to head. You won't get tired. You're going to be more passionate and excited. You'll be energized to go after what you set out to do. Yeah. Wow. That's, so don't quit and be consistent with your effort. I think those are two great
0: yeah. things. Yeah, I 100% agree. And I think, you know, even to that second point, I think that goes with absolutely everything that they do and everything that anyone does in business. And, you know, you would have heard us speaking into this a lot when we did our social media training with you guys and it's that consistency of effort. You know, we get a lot of people will come to us and say, my social media is not working. Why am I not reaching people? Why are people not interacting? Why why do I feel like I'm wasting my time? And my first question it's always going to be what is your strategy and and are you doing this consistently and 99 of the time they did seven days or 14 days or they did a short period of time they wanted to see the results and and the answer is you can't just it's kind of like going to a gym and saying i'm going to get fit i'm going to lose 20 kilos and I'm going to go to the gym for seven days, and then I'm going to wait and see what happens. And at the end of that seven days, um, uh, I'll see if it's worth me coming back again later on down the track. And of course, you're not going to see anything change because it's about being consistent. It's very much like that yeah. with yeah every area of business. No, you,
1: you're just going to get sore. And you're not going to feel like <laughs> exactly. going the next day. You're not going
0: back. <laughs> it's going to be a really <laughs> uncomfortable seven days, right? <laughs> um. So I, I'm actually really fascinated, Greg. You know, you've know, you talked a lot about having that plan ahead uh, and, and really sitting down and thinking ahead five, 10, 20 years down the track. And like you guys did where you had that piece of paper, that legal pad, and you wrote down what your plan was. If someone was sitting down right now and they're thinking, right, how I want to start this business, whatever it looks like, uh, whatever type of business they're thinking of getting into, or I want to start this little plan and I've got a piece of paper in front of me Yeah. Where would you, uh, what advice would you give to somebody as a place to start with writing out, you know, that, that plan that, and I know that there's so many different business plans you can write out. There's so much advice out there, but from someone who's been through this, who's seen people do this again and again and again, where would you recommend people start?
1: Uh, are you talking about uh, in in an industry or with a thought process? I'm
0: thinking if someone wants to start, let's say, an ACN business or a direct selling business of any kind, most of our listeners are people in the direct selling industry, and a lot of them are people who have either just started or they've been in the industry for a long time, and in many cases, they're feeling stuck right now, and they're thinking, right, if I were to restart this, if I were to sit down and get out a piece of paper right now and relook at my business plan, where do I start?
1: yeah well first and foremost i would i would look for some type of opportunity where you know that the company is solid because mm-hmm. the last thing in the world you want to have happen is what had happened to us you know 31 years ago yeah. you know there was there was a trying time you know and it was it was very difficult time uh not knowing where you were going to land or what's going to happen to you to yourself or for your family. It's, it's, man, what I was, that was just thinking about it, you know, it gives me goosebumps, you know, just thinking about the mindset that we were in, you know, just hoping and praying that something was going to work. You know, it was, it was that, that, uh, that hard of a scenario, if you will, I remember it back then. And so make sure that whatever you're looking at, the company's solid. Secondly, Make sure that whatever service or, or uh, product that you have, that you're actually filling a need, not having to create the need. Mm. Um, because, you know, if you think about long term again, um, and this is the reason why ACN chose to be in the service business. This is why we didn't want any deliverables. We didn't want to have to create a market for what we're trying to sell people are already spending the money on the services that we market. We're just giving them better value for the services that they already have. Mm-hmm. So like in ACN, uh, in, with, in our scenario, if we could save people money on their health care, for example, you know, healthcare is a big time concern for people. No matter what age you're at, if you're self-employed, uh, then health care is a big deal. I mean, even if you're employed, you know, and, and, and again, the risk is when you're employed, sometimes you may be self, uh, self-employed down the road, depending upon what happens to your company. Mm-hmm. Um, you need uh, some type of health care. So we, we have uh, something that uh, is reducing people's premiums across the board. In the majority of cases, we can save people money on their health care mm-hmm. and give them a better value and better service than they already had and so who would say no to that and every time we do that we put that consumer in a better position the ibo makes a residual income every time that customer pays a print uh, pays a bill for that health share service mm. the ibo makes money yeah so who's going to say no to that so so find find a stable company Find a company that has services or products that fill a real need where they, the consumer does not have to take any discretionary income to do it because long-term, right? You got to plan ahead. There's going to be some seasons where those consumers don't have discretionary income. One of those seasons is right now, you know, people are really wondering about, you know, how they're going to make it at the end of the month. Uh, And so if we can, actually save people money on things that they need, want, and use every single day, we're filling that void. We're filling that gap. And that's the reason why this season that we're in right now for ACN is so spectacular.
0: Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, look, Greg, on the lighter side, I've been dying to ask you this question because I've heard you share just a little tiny portion of this. And I understand that there is much more to this story, but uh, I love love a good prank and i understand that you and your partners from time to time like to get up to a little bit of mischief and uh you know and when i first heard about this i thought this is why these guys are still together because they know how to have some fun as much as everything else would you be willing to share any of those stories with us today
1: oh lord (laughs) Uh, you know mike and tony are notorious for pranks um, they're, they're, uh, they're a comedy routine in and of itself. Now Mike
0: and Tony are twin brothers, right?
1: They are twin brothers. Right.
0: And they look very twin alike brothers. from what I can tell.
1: Oh, it's very difficult to tell them apart the <laughs> for sure. Um, but when we first met, you know, when, when I said we got together, we had all of our notes and the videotapes and the cassette tapes. We happened to be in Tony Kupas' apartment back then. Mm-hmm because that's where we were in life, right? He had an apartment. And uh, so we're sitting at the table uh, and all of us are there and we're hashing out, you know, what ACN is going to be like. And you got the legal pad of paper. We got, uh, you know, what are we going to call ACN? Uh, what, what's what's the name going to be of this company? Uh, what is our logo going to be? You can imagine, you know, all those, all those initial thoughts were, were right there. And while we're in the midst of it, Tony Kupas looks out of his cheap blinds, (laughs) looking out as he separates the blinds and he's looking out the window like this. And he says, guys, we are surrounded by cops right now and they got guns pointing at the apartment. Everybody get down now. (laughs) And man, you didn't have to tell me twice. I slid. Right. I'm, I'm from the inner city of Detroit, man. I slid on that floor and, I, and I'm and i thinking to myself, oh my goodness, who in the world did I get in business with, <laughs> right? I got, I got a wife. I got three kids. You know, no, these guys don't have any kids. Robert was married. Mike and Tony weren't married. I mean, I, I'm going to go to jail. Are these guys drug dealers? What's my life going to be like? I'm such a loser. I don't even know these guys. I didn't know them. And uh, so I'm on the floor. And Tony then says, just kidding. (laughs) And I just wanted to kill the guy. But that was that was our first love hate relationship uh, was then and I'll I'll tell you another quick story. Um, Robert and Tony, uh, they were traveling late at night, coming back from a meeting that they were having, and they were going to another city, actually. So Robert was driving. Tony was asleep in the front seat, uh, and as Robert was driving, a deer was crossing the road. And so Robert thought to himself, "Okay," he says. So he slowed the car down, almost, almost, and the deer just stood there, right? You know, a deer does yeah. just stands there, right? Mm-hmm. So the car just pulling up, the deer is there. He wakes up. Tony says, ah, And, and he said, Tony, we're going to get going to hit a deer. And Tony looked and he just got so startled. He started to scream. You wouldn't believe it. <laughs> and, and it was the craziest thing. When Robert told this story, we were dying because we can. I can just imagine Tony's. Can you imagine the shock yeah. of waking up from a dead sleep? Tony Cooper is waking up. There's a deer in the front window. In the front windshield, uh, and he looks like he's he's about to get smacked, and Robert was just sitting there. It was was so funny. And there's there's a hundred of the stories over 30 years, you can imagine. It was... uh, it's just pretty incredible.
0: Oh, I love it. I love that you guys can have so much fun and, you know, you said at the start that you are such good friends and I think that's, you know, I, yeah. I really admire the fact that you guys honestly have stayed together longer than vast majority of the marriages out there and you have grown an amazingly successful business. So congratulations. Mm-hmm. And you still like each other most of the time. Yes. That's very impressive. Yeah. Um, Greg, what's next for ACN? You said that there, you've got, you know, exciting plans. You're excited to see what happens next. What's a little bit of that look like?
1: Our, our company is counter-cyclical to the economy. Mm-hmm. So uh, when things aren't going well, as they're not right now, uh, our company tends to do tremendous. And it's just because people are more apt to looking at that plan B that yep. we already spoke of. And so uh, um, I remember distinctly, in fact, I told this story on a video that I just... Created, um, you know, some of our greatest years were for two th- from 2009 to 2020, uh, just when COVID hit. And the reason for that is people were coming out of you know that economic crisis of 2008 with, that we all experienced globally, and and it, it shook everybody to the core. You know, because you know when you see Lehman Brothers collapsing, you're thinking, you know, how in the world is my company gonna gonna stay in business? Yeah. Uh, and uh, so from 2009, people were looking at, you know, I got to secure my financial future. And so ACN, we had a tremendous window of, of a great run from t- 2009 to 2020. And I equate 2023 just like 2009. I'm, I, I see the same things occurring. I see the hearing the same conversations happening. And so I believe that the next 5, 10, 15 years for ACN uh, are going to far surpass anything that we've already done. I really do. And we're we're attracting some key people right now, uh, people that uh, are affiliated in other industries. For example, we're we're uh, we're getting a, a good influx of, of real estate people today because of uh, what because of all the services that we have. You know, because real estate. You know, there, there's peaks and valleys or highs and lows in mortgage business, peaks and valleys, highs and lows. People want to those those two groups want to stabilize their income and actually grow their income on a residual basis because they don't have residual income. You know, they make a sale they make a commission. Here's a way to, to get a residual income coming in to level out those highs and lows in their industries. Okay. And so today with like with Impact HealthShare, the Health Share program that I talked about earlier, uh, and the savings that we're able to provide people in the majority of cases that qualify for the program, I mean, it's amazing what's being generated today. We're saving companies tremendous amounts of money uh, under healthcare costs and providing a great opportunity for the IBOs that are bringing the service to those companies, let alone, you know, the individuals that, uh, that are saving money with us and what that's doing in regards to creating residual income for the IBO. So there's just tremendous upside right now, and in, in regards to timing, uh, with our company, that we're very excited about. And you know, even after 30 years, Sam, we're, you know, as I said, I'm 63 years old. I'm more energized today than I ever have been because I see so clearly what is about to happen. Not only for ACN, you know, ACN is going, ACN is going to do well. But I'm, I'm, I'm thinking more. Uh, for people that join our company, what's going to happen for them if they follow the track that we've laid? Yeah. What's going to happen for them over the next five years? You know, what what is their life going to be like? How can we continue to positively impact their lives? Uh, it's going to be tremendous, and uh, that's why
0: we're we're excited
1: about the people that are being attracted to our opportunity today.
0: Yeah, awesome. And Greg, uh, look, just to wrap up, I've got our four favourite questions. I These are my favourite questions. I love to ask these. So I'm really keen to hear what you've got to say here. Uh, look, okay. we also believe in, in knowledge being power and our Accelerator members love reading. We've been building a reading list for them, a book list uh, for over two years now through recommendations of our podcast guests. And I'm really keen to get your favourite book to add to our Accelerator.
1: A book list. This is an interesting question, Miss Sam. And are you sure that uh, you want me to tell you what my favorite
0: book Absolutely. is? Absolutely 100 percent
1: Okay. Uh, can I just can I just go backwards a little bit to give you some background? It really <laughs> sounds important. like
0: we need it. I'm very curious now go for it. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah you need it. Um, I am a I am a product of personal development. <laughs> I went to college for a year and a half. That's it. Um, I ran out of money, so I had to leave. And without personal growth, I, I remember distinctly. I was I was 22 years old when I when I first even heard about the concept of personal development. Never read any books. Never listened to. I didn't even know it existed back then. Mm-hmm. Um, today, you know there's a plethora of information right you can you can have personal development 24/7 you know YouTube is full of it I listen to a bunch of pastors and, and podcasts I, I soak it I, I, I listen I listen every day I take notes every day I file my notes every day I try to implement something that I learned every single day I've been doing this now for 40 some years every day without question here's what it, here's this is the book and I'm going to tell you I found that there is one book that all of these foundational leadership principles have come from, mm-hmm. and that's the book of Proverbs in the Bible. I
0: knew you were going to say that. I don't, don't know how I knew that. I knew you're going to say that. I love it.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you look, if you, if you if you look at, you, know, you can buy a book on finances. Yeah. It's in Proverbs. You can find a book on healthy marriages. It's in Proverbs. You can find a book about uh, business and business principles found in Proverbs. You know, one of the one of the Proverbs says is a multitude of counselors. Mm-hmm. Your plans are established. Who would not want to have that advice when you're starting a business? Mm-hmm. I want to have a book. Bu- you know, Andy Andrews, we had him speak at the event. He speaks. A, he speaks a lot about he has a board of directors for his life. And these are people that don't know that they're his board of directors. Yeah. He, he just, right. He just navigate. Like if he, if he wants to sit with somebody that uh, can teach him about marriage and relationships, then he seeks those people out and develops a relationship. If he, he wants to, to know more about finances. He has somebody that's a friend that, that is more financially stable than he is, but he, he gleans information. Yeah. And so, the book of proverbs listen there's 31 proverbs and if you just read one a day mm. one a day i'm telling you take it from me e- even if you don't want to read the bible because of your concepts of the bible just go to the book of proverbs and read one a day and don't and do it every single month without question if you listen if you read proverbs 5 this month and you read it last month. I promise you, this month you're gonna find out more about what that said than you did last yeah. month. Yeah. And I continue to do it. And it's changed my life. It's changed the lives of thousands of people at ACN, changed my changed my entire family with that type of thinking. Yeah. It's it's been an amazing thing. So that's the book. Yeah. And I would recommend people just get that in them, and then all the rest is gravy.
0: Yeah, I love that. Really, really powerful, and there's a lot in that, and it's really funny. That's actually the third time. It's the first time it's been recommended on the podcast. It's the third time I've heard that in the last month. So, um, oh, my goodness. Yeah, so there you go. It's um,
1: Yeah, I've been telling our leaders that for years. Yeah,
0: yep. I love it. There's a lot in that. And I would say as well, you know, there might be some listeners right now going, well, I'm not Christian. I'm not going to sit there and read the Bible, guys. Um, you know, don't let that get in the way of, you know, learning and taking on potential wisdom. And, you know, Proverbs is yeah. a book of wisdom, right? And like you said, you know, there's financial advice, there's marriage advice, it, you know, just just check it out. It, in all seriousness, there is so much wisdom uh, in the book of Proverbs. Yeah. So I, I highly agree with you there. And it's
1: interesting because we talked about principles before. Yes.
0: And yeah, I know that was all tied in. There.
1: These are, these are principles, principles. Listen, you don't have to understand a principle. And, and you know what I mean? If you don't understand it, it still works. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Same thing here. Uh, these are, these are principles that just work. Whether you know them or not, you might as well find out about them because they work.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so Greg if you could have a superpower any superpower what would that be and why?
1: I would like to know what what would be in the hearts of people before I spoke to them.
0: Ooh, that's a good one. I have not had this one come up before. I like that.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, just think about, just think about the power of that, right? Because we're, we're in the business, we're in the people business, yeah, right? And we're looking to attract good quality people. So how efficient would it be if you could just sift through all the people that you really don't want to talk to anyway, just talk, you just talk to the people that you know that you want. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah.
0: I love that.
1: Yep. I would love that superpower.
0: And, Greg, your favorite quote?
1: Oh, I'll, I'll give you one for myself. How's that?
0: I love that. Perfect.
1: I'll give you one for myself. Um, and there's a story that goes behind it, but for the sake of time, I won't tell it. Um, my The favorite quote that I have is, there's great value in having no options.
0: I like that. I feel like it needs the story, though. <laughs> I feel like there's a big story there, but I, I, yeah, I love that. That's a, that's a really powerful one. And so Greg, last question, I promise, but if you could go back in time and say one thing to your past self, what would that be?
1: One thing to my past self. If somebody would have told me early on that people are not, who they initially portray themselves to be mm. on the positive side and the negative side, that would have saved me a lot of heartache. Yeah. Because I, I just believed so much in people and when they disappointed it crushed yeah. me. But now I understand. I just understand that, that people are people and they're going to do what they're going to do. Yeah. But it took me years years to digest that and internalize that and that has made a huge difference in my
0: life yeah it's a really powerful piece of advice and and I 100% agree with you on that and I'm sure that a lot of our listeners probably feel very much the same way too when you look back and you think yeah how crushing Mm -hmm. it can be to put your faith in people only to have them let you down because you had an expectation that maybe was an unfair expectation on them interesting to be perfect I don't know (laughs) <laughs> anyway greg thank you this has been amazing i really appreciate you coming in today and sharing uh your story with all of us and so much wisdom and knowledge as well i really appreciate you being so generous with your time so thank you for being here today i've really enjoyed chatting with you
1: you are welcome i just hope that uh, if we can impact one person all of this is worth it yeah 100% Thanks
0: for having me. Such a pleasure. And thank you as well to our beautiful listeners for tuning in again this week. Uh, It is uh, wonderful to have you here. And don't forget, if you love this episode uh, and there was something that you found uh, touched you, please send this episode to somebody else. Share it with somebody that you think it might also impact. And don't forget, of course, to hit subscribe uh, if you want to stay up to date with our upcoming episodes. But thank you again for tuning in. And we'll Mm -hmm. see you again on the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast next. Next week. Bye for now. If you love this video and you would love more help to improve your direct selling business on social media, then click on the link to join our Facebook group. I look forward to seeing you in there.